0: This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech fan number 27 with Tim Robertson and David Cohen. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson, and uh, I'm back again, and this time with David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. You know, it's been a while since it was just the two of us doing a podcast. You know, last week I did a show with Kevin Shea about kids and raising kids in technology world and blah, blah, blah. And the week before that, you did a show that I didn't edit at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was a fun one, huh? I, I blame myself. No, I blame me. Totally well, my I, fault. No, I, I,
1: didn't, I did tell you, but I didn't kind of highlight to tell you. And I also did get any of the audio files ahead of time. I could have edited it myself, really. <laughs> so anyway, let's just say we both learned something from that experience.
0: Yes. Don't let David podcast alone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. And the show before that, we had Richard Phillips on. So we haven't done, you know, just the two of us in quite some time. So it's kind of nice to get back to just the two of us doing a show.
1: Yeah. What's happening next week? Uh, same thing,
0: same thing, (laughs) same thing. Excellent. Uh, no guests scheduled. Uh, obviously I'll be here and yeah, we should be fine. Cool. Now I do have uh, a little bit of news that I wanted to go over real quick here, and it's not tech fan related, but, uh, one of the ventures, of the company I'm working for, is publishing. We are starting up a publishing arm at Mac Specialist. Now, I talk about Mac Specialist quite a bit here because, um, well, that's where I work. I'm the COO over there, so you know it takes a lot of my time. And some of the things that happen over there are kind of interesting, so I talk about them here. Yeah. And I've had Kevin Shea on the show. Uh, the owner of Mac Specialist used to write for my Mac, so there's a good synergy there. And this really has, um, some history with my Mac. Now the publishing arm we're starting is called scroll down books, which I happen to really like the name. Yeah. And the name actually came from, well, me, uh, six or seven years ago. (laughs) This is actually the second generation of scroll down books. I actually tried it once before, way ahead of my time when it came to eBooks, uh, because of a few outside factors, uh, the project really didn't go anywhere. So we're relaunching it, and I think it's, um, I think it's been a really cool thing, David. Um, so what, what kind of material are you looking to publish? Well, you know, here's the thing. We've got two different brands there. We have Mac Specialist and we have Scroll Down Books. With Mac Specialist, we're going to focus on anything Apple-related. Let's say you wanted to do a, a book on, I don't know, iWork. Uh That would be branded uh, as a Max Specialist Pro Training Series or something like that, or Max Specialist Training Series. Anything else, it can be tech-related. It could be a cookbook. It could be, you know, how to repair your car. I don't care what it is. Uh, That will all fall under the scroll down books. So literally, if you want to write a book, we've got a really good solution for you. We're going to cool. publish under iBooks as well as and mostly focusing on Kindle. I think right. Kindle okay. is uh, far and away just a lot better solution right now.
1: Yeah, it's certainly Amazon seems to uh, have built up quite a lot of momentum behind what they're doing. Um, and uh, they've just announced this ad-supported Kindle this week as well. So they're really aggressively pushing uh, Kindle as a platform.
0: It's only like 25 bucks off though, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, it was. I guess if you're, um, you know, if you're looking at a Kindle and it's just that little bit too expensive for you, then um, it's an option. It uh, you can't help feeling this is the first part of a wider strategy, rather than necessarily being the only deal. Because um, yeah, as twenty five dollars to most to most people, you would imagine who are in the market for a Kindle isn't really not going to be neither here,
0: that here nor there. But if I can save twenty five bucks, cool. But because I'm saving that twenty five bucks, I'm going to get inundated with commercials or ads. I should say. I I would rather spend twenty five bucks and you know.
1: I I mean I don't don't, I've not seen one yet, so I don't know quite where the ads sit and how how obtrusive they are. Um, You know, if it's just kind of around the edges of the screen and it's not when you're reading a book, then uh, (laughs) then this page sponsored by
0: Cisco. (laughs)
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> or it starts doing the Google thing where it's picking words out of the page, and uh, you know the ads are uh, the ads are coming up, you know, in relation to uh, to what's on the page. So if you're reading a Twilight novel, you know, and it's talking about a vampire attack, you'll see, uh, you ads know, ads around the sake. side. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: that that would be either brilliant or just really sad. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Google, or I'm sorry, uh, Amazon is coming under a lot of fire as well with their app store. Game developers are being warned by their, I don't know if you call it, I guess it's a trade union. Um, in essence, you get to set your own price on the Amazon app store, but right. Amazon has the right to change that price. Yeah. Without your permission yeah yeah you know i
1: am i'm pretty tired of some of the developer whining that's been going on regarding these stores you know we've had it for for some time with apple um you know and, and i'm not i'm not talking about the complaints um the complaints about the uh you know the the process the uh you know putting your apps into the store and um the the kind of the it's been a little bit uneven for some people with apple in terms of getting their apps in the store and getting them pulled and that sort of thing i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the the complaints about you know the depths of terms and conditions um ultimately my view is that these these companies are investing millions of dollars in creating a platform that allows you to very easily reach a a, quite a large market to me that that means that they've got the right they they do have the right to extract some benefit out of that and that's going to mean some variations in terms of conditions mm. and you know what if you don't if you want access to millions of devices um then that's kind of the that's the deal you're making and you've just got to kind of live with it it's you if you don't like it, you can go and do your own thing but you're not going to sell as many many licenses of your software but because you, you're just restricting yourself to the market it's kind of you know it's, it, look at the you're, you're, you're a book publisher you're going to book publish it's the same sort of thing you can either um, if you have a book and you think it's going to sell you can either publish it through a major book publisher who's going to give give you distributions going to give you advertising is going to get it into bookstores across the country or you can publish it yourself through using the local printer uh, and you'll only ever sell 150 200 copies you'll get more money for each of those copies but you're just not going to get the level of distribution it's exactly the same thing you kind of have to give something to get something back
0: yeah but i think we're talking apples and oranges here
1: well yeah i'm just kind of using that as an example i'm not saying it's directly comparable
0: the, the uh story the, that i'm the, talking about is comes from uh and this one is posted at the android website Right. The industry body is the IGDA. Uh, the problem that IGDA has with the App Store terms is that they allow Amazon to change the price on apps without the developer's permission. Uh, the clause in the agreement, oops, uh, that's causing developers' concern, gives Amazon a choice on how to pay the developers. The clause states that Amazon can pay the developers either 70% of the purchase price or 20% of the developer's list price, whichever is greater. And then they quote it saying, While many other retailers, uh, both physical and digital, also exert control over the price of products on their markets, we are not aware of any retailer having a formal policy of paying a supplier just 20% of the supplier's minimum list price without the supplier's permission. So I kind of understand where they're coming from on this, though. Well, you, But the, the problem with
1: this is that there's two realities here. First of all, on the Android platform, most people don't pay for their apps. And, you know, it's well it's Well, that's well a different thing
0: entirely. You know, yeah, but, but the point
1: is is that, is that, you know, your pricing is, is not as big a deal as it is with the uh with the iOS stores maybe not because,
0: right now but you got to look no. towards the future here
1: well i don't think it's going to change this is the way that market is why should all of a sudden people suddenly start saying oh, we're going to start buying apps on android when we don't at the moment the second thing is that uh, whether they're happy with this deal or not there is no unified amazon's their best shot at a unified android uh marketplace yep the Go- the google ones all over the place it's full of spam. It's full of um, uh, malware. They're pulling apps left, right, and center. It's not even available on an awful lot of the Android phones. Yeah? So this is their best shot at getting something that's equivalent to the iOS store. And they're complaining about the terms and conditions. So fine. So don't don't play in there and shoot yourself in the foot and go and develop for another platform because Android won't survive without this store.
0: I don't know. If I was the developers, I would think I would, I would put up a big stink about this and get a- uh, Amazon to change their policy. Because it's, it's not all, really all the, fair to developers. But all the
1: power's on Amazon's side at the moment. That's because exactly my making, point. Nobody's making money out of
0: Android apps, and, and Amazon won't either if all these developers go, uh, "No, these terms so are unacceptable, and so we're not going to put we, it in there." I
1: don't. I don't think Android's going to. Uh, I don't think Amazon's going to lose any sleep over it. I think they're doing this as a shot in the
0: dark. I, I think
1: they think are too. A, yeah, this is a this is a play to try and get a platform that competes with iOS.
0: They also have um, a clause in there that says if you have your same game. For instance, on another platform, i.e., iOS, and you have a sale over there, you also have to say, have a sale here, and then the price can't go back up. Right? That's that's not right.
1: Well, it it, it, it kind of you know it is what it is. It's it's the deal they're constructing. Obviously, they're trying to um, you know minimize their risk. They will be spending an awful lot of money trying to get this off the ground so um, this is how they're trying to mitigate their exposure in terms of the the kind of the what they pay to the developer they have said whichever is greater so mm. the developers the developers going to get
0: the maximum money under that deal but the developers at this point under this these terms can't have a sale now you and i both hate all these ios yeah. sales for whatever reason every so, other week there's oh it's yeah. 99 cent this week and it does get very frustrating but so, so developers that's, that's, can't have sales at all under Amazon, or if they do, and then the sale no, price can't change; it can't go the, back up. Well, well, they can't. They will have sales because Amazon will be controlling
1: the pricing. Exactly, my and point. And that's the whole point of that: is that Amazon wants to control the pricing; they want to be able to influence it. And ultimately, from a consumer point of view, that's probably better. No, it's
0: not. Absolutely not.
1: I, well, I, I'm not sure I agree. I think I think the problem the, the problem that we've just talked about on the iOS
0: store, with the price if is you going make up a and down widget, all the time. If you make a widget, someone else is going to decide how much to sell it and how much you're going to make off of it. No, they're not going to decide how much to sell it. They're That's to, absolutely what they're saying.
1: That they control you, the price. No, you well, you you set a you set a maximum price for it. They may vary it down as part of the sale, but they decide when the sales happen, not you. Right, but you don't get to decide what your price is to begin with. They could no, change you do it. De- you, do, you, you do decide what the price is, it's just it's a maximum.
0: Mm, I don't you know. Said, it, you, it if you decide your widget
1: is $10, then Amazon may reduce it in, as part of the sale. Right. Um, but
0: uh, the price will never go above $10. That's fine, but if they decide they're going to sell it for 99 cents... Then what? What's your recourse?
1: Wait a well, minute. You I... don't, ha- don't have any except the fact that they would – I would imagine they would only do that. They think they thought they're going to sell a hell of a lot of copies. So you're going to make up a volume what you lose in, in individual licenses. Mm-hmm. The point the point is is it allows Amazon uh, to create a store. It's just the same as uh, you know again to use another analogy. If you uh, I don't know manufacture a teapot and then do a distribution deal with Walmart. Walmart will quite happily put it on sale, but they're still going to pay the
0: developer the same amount of money.
1: Uh, I don't think they would do. To be honest, oh, I think if they if they're looking no, if they're looking to discount it, then they would they would um, probably do a deal where they would say, "Look, we're selling a lot of these, but we're selling them at a cheap price, and we're not going to pay you as much per unit." Well, Again, they have all to, they, they have all
0: they have all the power because they're the distribution channel, right? But they don't have to accept those terms. Well, you who makes always, the product? They go and say, "No, we don't want to do that." You're, w- well,
1: no. if, yeah, I would. Once you've once you you say once you've you've signed this deal with Amazon,
0: you can't pull your app out the store. You could probably pull it, but you can't change yeah. the price. They get all the control, and yeah, that's where that, I that, have a problem with it.
1: That's exactly the same way as a as a manufacturer's retail price on a on a product, and then what actually is charged in the store. But
0: here's the problem: they're competing against a company like Apple who is putting all the power into the developer's hand. You set the price, you do yeah. your own marketing, and we're just going to sell them. So so people have a choice to
1: make. Do they accept Amazon's terms and conditions and develop for Android, or do they accept Apple's <laughs> and develop for iOS? Well, so far we see which way it's going, don't we? <laughs> well, exactly. I, mean, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy here, just purely because... Um, I still come back to this thing. This is their best shot at making money out of the Android platform. Google has not been successful in, in give, in building them a platform they can make money on. Um, the successful developers here will make a lot of money out of this. Yeah. Maybe. So, I uh, you know, I, d- I don't, I don't think they've got a lot of grounds for complaint. I really
0: don't. I, you know, I think they need to see the bigger picture. Speaking of pictures, how about moving pictures? You know, David, um, five years ago i got my first flip yeah and it was a fantastic little camera you know at the time my iphone didn't exist yeah (laughs) when i finally did get an iphone it only did pictures it didn't do video and you know comparable camcorders were larger quite expensive uh for a lot of people, very complex on how to connect it to your computer and get those movies off your computer onto your computer where you can start editing it. iMovie helped a lot, but still it was confusing for a lot of people. So along comes this little thing from this Israeli company, and it's called the Flip. You push a little button, a little USB dongle pops out, and you plug it into your computer and it mounts on your desktop, and you just drag your files off of it, and those files are the movies that you shot to actually shoot video you turn it on and you push this great big red button and it starts recording when you want to stop you push the big red button again and it stopped then they came uh, out with uh, an HD version which was even better and smaller uh, and also as well
1: the video the flip if you're um, if you're not on a Mac obviously Macs come with great editing software but on a on a PC the ed- editing software is actually built into the camera so as soon as you connect that USB things so you can edit the video using the software built into the camera It
0: was, I thought, a a great solution. I didn't think it had a a real long life simply because it was a one-trick pony in a world where we were starting to see a lot of convergence. Everybody knew that eventually the iPhone was going to get video capabilities and that the price of cameras were coming down, 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 down. And most people didn't want to carry multiple devices in their pocket,
1: so, Despite that, though, they've been selling very well. I thought uh, so,
0: too. Yeah. Uh, but yet, well, here we are, this, Cisco. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Well, here's an object lesson in, uh, you know, going back to our previous topic, you have to kind of know what you're getting yourself into when you sign up for a deal. I, I don't think Flip should ever have sold themselves to Cisco. I totally agree. Uh, oh, sorry, pure, pure Digital Technologies, who was the, right. uh, the company who created oh. Flip, they sold to Cisco um, just about a year ago. For six hundred million dollars. Six hundred million dollars. Actually, yeah. I think and that
0: the people who own the company were extremely intelligent to sell when they did.
1: Well, they, they yeah. I mean, I I don't know whether they kind of went along as part of the deal or whether they just took the money and, and walked away. Um, but unfortunately, Cisco had at the time a lot. There was a lot of head scratching, which is why does Cisco want? Which Cisco's a big? Uh, they make uh, network networking equipment. But um, they've never been big in the consumer industry. No, they have they have Linksys who make routers for um for the home use. But really they you know, that's kind of a small part of their business. And it and it is kind of related to their corporate networking business in that it's still networking products. And they They've bought never,
0: they bought Linksys though, hoping that they would make a bigger splash in the consumer market and it just really didn't happen. Just hasn't, yeah.
1: And so um You know, nobody really understood quite what they were going to do with Flip Video. and I remember scratching my head going, I don't
0: understand why they're buying this.
1: Apparently, their cunning business plan was to take that $600 million and flush it away because they've just shut the Flip business down and uh, they're not reselling it or anything. They've just kind of terminated it and all the employees and it's gone.
0: Yeah, and that's sad because I think there was some value there i think flip could have been very successful in fact they were very successful i owned at one time and i still own two of them but at one time i owned like four different flip cameras yeah um i mean i i have one but i've got to be honest i've not used it for over a year you know what we do with ours uh the the minnow hd one stays in the living room and when the kids are doing something cute either my wife or i usually my wife will grab that little minnow and just hit record and record for a little bit yeah uh, she'll pick it up maybe once a week <clears throat> to check the power levels, and if it's getting a little low, she'll just go plug it in the computer for a while. Yeah, And it was great for that. And it took much better video than the iPhone. Much better video. Yeah. But yeah. yet, you know, I, I never really saw where it was going to go from basically now going forward. Now, well, Dave, David yeah, Tog, David Pog, yeah. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I was going to say, he's, he said that um,
1: he'd heard that Roundabout now, they were going to launch a version that would stream directly to the Internet, which kind of does make sense with the Cisco acquisition, because obviously Cisco is all about networking. So you're putting networking into the camera. I'm not 100% sure quite how many people have much of a use for a camera that
0: streams to the Internet, but it sounds kind of cool. It does sound cool, Um, and I think a lot of people may have been interested, but I I don't see it as being a, a big selling point.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, it's, to me, if you buy something successful and you give it financial underpinnings and allow them to develop it their own way, then it should be able to continue on its own without necessarily being, you know, folded into the owning brand. I mean, the company I work for is owned by a much larger technology holding company, and yet um, it's kind of written in tiny print at the bottom of our uh, of our letterhead. It's not something that, that forms part of our brand.
0: But I don't, I don't think most s- people even knew that Cisco owned no. Flip. I'd- in, in that regard, Flip was still kind of a flip. I mean, it wasn't you didn't see big Cisco logos on the cameras actually. Exactly. Afterwards. So I don't
1: understand why they feel they need to restructure and shut it down rather why they can't just continue to let it go on Well, I'm going to assume it look,
0: was losing money.
1: But how, I but it was still selling well. So how Well, how well was it? it? Well
0: that that was what everyone said. If you seems bought a think. Flip 2 years ago and you got that say the HD one and it did what 720 yeah. Why do you ever need another flip? Unless it actually breaks and stops working, what do you need another flip for? And then even if it did and you happen to have an iPhone 4, are you going to go out and, and buy another flip? Or are you just going to be like, oh, you know what, I've got my iPhone?
1: But you've just kind of illustrated a case of where the iPhone doesn't really do it. The problem with the iPhone is that you're often doing something else on it when you want to shoot video.
0: I totally so agree. Having- but for the average consumer, I'm going to go out and spend another 100 bucks on a flip or I'm just going to use my iPhone. Whether, well, I, would, whether they have I, would, the opportunity to use it often or not is, yeah, you know, what it's $100. I, what, I d-
1: what I would have done with the products is I would have continued to make it slimmer, um, you know, better battery life, better quality, more storage, kind of evolve it down like that in the same way that Apple does with the iPods so that, uh, you know, every year, 18 months – you have an opportunity to get another one because there's a newer model out that, that's slightly better than the one you've got now, so you kind of do it. I mean, I had two or three, and the reason I tended to uh, replace them is because they got dropped and they got broken. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were cheap enough, and, and they could have, with manufacturing sales could have brought the price continually down. Um, They were cheap enough that you didn't think too much about replacing it with another one. Um, I certainly never – the the advantage you had, and and this is, I think, what Cisco failed to appreciate. The advantage they had was as as a brand, everybody – I mean, Flip almost became the definition of what that type of camcorder was. Absolutely. So that was, you know, incredible sort of brand presence, really, and they've kind of just thrown that away as well. Um, Yeah, it was a great brand. Yeah, exactly. And to me, to me, there was an opportunity to kind of develop that business in a kind of iterative model and kind of stretch it out some. And and let's face it, there are new camera technologies coming along, 3Ds uh, around the corner. I mean, a, a 3D flip at a low entry price probably would have been very interesting to a lot of people.
0: I think what I would have done with the product had I been a product manager there, I think I would have done a, a few things. A, I would have made them network capability built in in that Hey, I just shot this video. I want to send it over to my mother. Yeah. Uh, So you can either send it as an email or you can send it to her flip. That would have been pretty cool. Uh, I also would have made it so it would have streamed video wirelessly to my big screen TV. Just put a little dongle on the back of the TV and I can flip it. I can flip my video to my TV. I mean, there was a lot of different things that they could have done, but... Yeah, I mean, pump, pump. Use capitalize on the iOS store. Yeah, right? I was thinking the right. same thing.
1: Yeah, write an iOS app so that um, basically you pair the Flip with your iPhone or your uh, iPod Touch wirelessly, and then you can edit the video using the the screen interface on the iPod. Uh, but it still lives on the Flip, and oh, then yeah. when you finish that, you can email
0: it out. Well, with uh, iMovie on the iPad two, what a great opportunity for Flip, because yeah. everybody knows it seems that buys an iPad two. The video is just terrible on it, and it takes pictures atrociously. So here's the
1: question. You and I can sit here, and in five minutes, we've come up with about four or five different business
0: opportunities for Flip. Why did Cisco kill it? Because Cisco's not and hasn't traditionally been a consumer-oriented company. It's not their core competency. What? They're a networking What company. did they
1: buy for in the first place? Then? Because
0: they want to break into that, but they just don't have that core competency. And so hopefully... Yeah. This is kind of a, a wake-up call for Cisco upper-level management saying, you know what, we're not a a b and C company. We're a D, E, and F company, and that's what we're going to focus on. That's where we've always made our money, and that's where we're just going to be best of breed, and we're going to let all the consumer stuff go because we're just not very good at it.
1: I just, you know, I just think it's unfair to the people who worked it's um, very unfortunate. For, for Pure. The 600 people have been laid off. You know, that Cisco didn't have the gumption to kind of sell it off as a going concern rather than just terminate it. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just try selling it to somebody. But, maybe, you know, I mean, obviously they, they have retained the kind of the intellectual property rights. I just hope those 600 people go out, get some venture capital funding uh, and continue on with a different brand name. Uh, it would be cool, but
0: I, quite honestly, David, I don't see a future for the flip. I mean the ideas that we came up with would take, you know, a year or two to develop. And at that point do you really is it a viable market at that point? Who knows what's coming out in the next 2 years from Apple or Android. Um, the standalone, this is what I do and this is all I do is still viable for some industries, but I don't know in the tech industry. I mean there's a reason that the iOS platform is as popular as it is. You could browse the internet with it. I can read a book on it. I can play a game. I can listen to my music. Hell, I can stream video wirelessly to my big screen TV via the Apple TV. I mean, yeah. it does so many things. And
1: it does. But, but you know, the downside, particularly with video, most people shoot video with their kids. and. Yes you know if you're in the middle of a game of field runners and all of a sudden your 2 year old starts doing something cute in front of you you're not going to capture that on your iphone no matter you know because you to... <laughs> yeah, you're baby you just you're not going to you're going to miss it you're going to get the end of whatever she was doing and that'll be it i've been there
0: i've done it So let's take a quick break. We're going to throw a commercial in here for one of the other shows on the MyMac family of podcasts. Stay tuned. Looking for in-depth coverage of the Mac universe? How about hard-hitting interviews with industry leaders with all the questions you want to ask? Or detailed product reviews for programs costing thousands of dollars? Then you should definitely find something other than the MyMac.com podcast. The
1: MyMac.com podcast is the show for every Mac user. Fun, entertaining, with news, reviews, And interviews with people just like you, who want more
0: from a podcast than just talking heads. Find us on iTunes by doing a search for My Mac and get ready for a good time. I used to like talking heads. And we're back, David Cohen, with me, Tim Robertson. And David, um, yeah, going back to the flip Cisco thing for one second, it's sad that a lot of people lost their jobs, but... um, you know, we're both rooting for the people that lost their jobs, maybe they could start something new. Not necessarily in as a flip type of product, but maybe some of those people should start looking at app development. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, another big story that I actually posted, it's not actually a big story, but it's something that really ticked me off and I want to talk about it for a second. I posted this up on my Facebook page. TSA pats down a six-year-old girl. How is this tech related? Uh, it's really not except in the fact that uh the mother didn't want the child to go through the full body scanners. And the more we learn about these body scanners, the less safe they sound. They didn't go through the full vetting process that almost everything that's government related does. It was kind of rushed into production and it actually kicks out a lot more radiation than was originally announced. So yeah. as a as a parent myself, and you could probably attest to this too, David, we don't want our kid to go through some radiation box. Especially no. with all the scares that we're seeing on TV all day long, with what's going on in Japan. I mean, uh, it scares not, the crap not, out
1: uh, of me. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't. I, obviously, I think, you know radiation comes in many different forms. But let's face it. Um, the, the very fact that these scanners were declared safe, and then it turned out that the level of radiation they were putting out was much higher than.
0: I think I read it was six times higher. I mean, yeah. Jesus.
1: You know, are, are they safe or not? I, I'm technically I'm not equipped to answer that, but you know, I can look. At the end of the day, people should have a choice. Yes. Uh, and the difficulty with the TSA approach is that they are so dogmatic and take their, you know, the people who, who manage their policies take their job so po-faced seriously that, um, and they're so inflexible. That um, you know, they are they are denying people choice because what they're doing is they are deliberately um, they're kind of bullying people. Oh, absolutely! And, and, and all of these stories, you know, what I'm I'm sure they are not. I think I think there, there are people patting themselves on the back in the TSA every time one of these stories gets put in the papers, because yep. saying, "Yeah, we're showing people that we're no compromise," you know. But these are six-year-olds who are getting you know this invasive uh, this invasive pat down that involves touching people.
0: Quite literally all over their
1: bodies. Yes. And, and it, that is, you know, in any other world, that would be illegal.
0: Absolutely. Here's the thing it doesn't make anybody any safer. No, no it, it has nothing to do with security. And that's where my biggest concerns with the whole thing is. You cannot guarantee the safety of anything. And let's be honest the full body scanners and the pat down isn't going to stop a terrorist, it's just yeah. not they'll just find another way to get onto that plane they'll they'll find something else to attack i mean it's it's ridiculous oh, that's-
1: that some, something that's really struck me about, um, you know, let's face it, if you are if you want to cause a terrorist incident, what you want to do is cause maximum disruption and injury to a lot of people in one place. Yep. The whole TSA process concentrates a lot of people in a very small area. Yeah, imagine so that. So you, you don't need to take the planes down anymore. You could just walk into the TSA area and blow yourself up.
0: Yeah, and have a lot, I mean, what are they going to, you know. Now you're going to have... Screening before you're screening. Yeah, I mean, exactly. There's yeah, no where, way. Where would it end? Exactly. There's no way you can protect everyone. And what bothers me is the people who defend this kind of practice, well, you know, it's for safety. It's for the safety of children. Are you against children's safety? You know, they try to frame the question like that. And it's like, yeah. you know what? At, at a certain point in time, and I don't know if it was because of 9-11 or before, but at least Americans became just a bunch of sheep. And I'm an American yep. and it ticks me off that they'll agree to anything in the name of safety. And that bothers Boy. me. <laughs> what you are meant to be protecting is people's liberty. Yes. And they're just and, taking it. And, and away.
1: what you're doing is you, is you've thrown your liberty out uh, in the interests of safety. Yep. Uh, and at some, you know, what's the point of being safe if you're treated like this? You know, there is, there is, there is a, don't get me wrong, terrorism is, is horrible. It's truly horrible. And, and someone
0: that lives in the I, U.K. knows that a lot better than the average well, person in the you Well, know,
1: absolutely. I mean, I live in a city that was bombed by the IRA in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the I mean, 80s and goodness, the 90s, no.
0: the IRA was a major terrorist organization yeah, in the U.K. Yeah, and, 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 and,
1: and not far from here, in Warrington, um, about seven years before the, the Manchester bomb, they, they blew up a bomb in the center of Warrington on a Saturday afternoon. They killed two Twelve-year-old children, you know. So I am fully aware of of the dangers of terrorism, the dangers of fanatics, and the fact that they will indiscriminately kill people if the mood takes them, you know. Um, but but I think you do need to strike a balance between, uh, and you've got to accept that unfortunately these things are going to happen, and you can't stop every single one of them. Right. And what you need to do is to is to stop doing things that are just as terrible in the name of trying to stop things that are terrible. You know, after the London bombings here um, a few years ago, two days afterwards, a completely innocent man was shot dead in the head on a tube train because of an overreaction and a breakdown in communication because of what happened with the bombings. Yep, I remember that. you know, and you just kind of think, well, you know, that is a it's a te- if you if you're shooting an innocent person in the head without giving them a chance to stop and tell you what they're all about yep. then you then you know how, how is that different from a yeah, from a terrorist you're,
0: you're just as bad now your intentions <laughs> you know, may have been yeah. good but exactly in, as and far as the terrorist concern they think that their actions are good and that their intentions are good true.
1: yeah so and, and you know i'm sending a mixed message to, to children you're told that you shouldn't talk to strangers and you shouldn't let strangers touch you and then except when you're going on a plane and right. all of a sudden it's perfectly all right for a, a big burly sweaty yeah you know, middle-aged guy who looks like a um the sort of guy you might want to keep away from it's allowed you're allowed to let him put his hands inside your trousers i yeah. don't think so
0: yeah i i you know i know this isn't tech related but jesus christ <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah. it really bothers me and, uh,
1: and, and, and I I'll, I'll be completely and utterly honest with you, Tim. As as a family, we despite the fact we love the States, we've always loved the States, we love going to the States, but now as a family we've made the decision that we don't want to go unless we have to.
0: Purely, because,
1: purely because of the difficulties of, of, of air travel now, um, particularly with children. Yep. Not specifically because of this, but because of the hassle, the inconvenience, the stress. Yeah, and and I've, I'm going to the states on business in in uh, September, and I'm already not looking to looking forward to having to go through this. It's
0: uh, it's ridiculous, and I understand the dangers of um, terrorism, but I'm not willing to give up civil liberties for faux protectionists. You can't yeah. protect me. Stop pretending that you are. I mean, all of this is just a feel-good policy to make people feel like it's safe to fly. It's never been safe to fly. It's never been safe to cross a road on a busy street. It's yeah. not safe to drink tap water. You don't know what's in it. you got to put these paranoias and this cowardice behind you and just move on. And that's really what it comes down to. It's it's cowardice.
1: Uh, and the difficulty, of course, is that, you know, with stories like this, I guarantee you now that every single uh you know, adult who gets their kicks out of touching children's gonna be lining up for a job at the TSA. Gotta wonder. You,
0: you gotta yeah. wonder. So let's uh, let's <laughs> after that heavy subject, let's take one more break. Um, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about Nintendo. We'll be right back. From miles, miles below, the earth, below the earth to the summits of the highest mountains, across and below the oceans. In remote parts of our planet's rainforests and into outer space. Well, Houston, you're good at whatnot. Explorers Podcast is here from 66South.com. Final segment for Tech Fan um, before we get into our subject here, and that's going to be Nintendo. uh, David, we could really use some feedback on our uh, iTunes listing page. We certainly could. We've got a silent majority listening out there, yeah.
1: and we want to hear what you think. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, we don't hit people over the head every week on send us feedback. And, you know, I- I've noticed there's been many episodes where I don't even mention that we have a phone number or that we have an email address to send to. Um, and that's okay, because, you know, we kind of do our thing here. We don't have the, like, Guy and gas kind of at the beginning of the show... <clears throat> of the MyMac Podcast. They talk about what's going on on the website. They talk about feedback. So it's kind of built into the show. We don't really do that. Um, but that doesn't mean we don't appreciate the feedback and the pro- and the uh, reviews up there in iTunes. We do. We really, really appreciate it. And I Me do too. read them. So yeah. if you're so inclined, go up to iTunes. You can find the link right at the MyMac website. Look for the big red T and F. That's TechFan. Click it. It will open up in iTunes. Actually, it we're we'll probably opening your browser, and then you have to say "view in iTunes." Go up there and just, you know, give us a one through five star rating—totally up to you—and uh, write something. And yeah, we and really I, appreciate it. I
1: would just like to give a shout out to Bill Patterson, who did tweet me um, after I did my solo show a couple of weeks ago, to saying that um, um, it was fun, enjoyable, informative, and I wasn't getting him down at all. So I appreciate that, Bill. Thanks very <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> oh. Uh, still sorry about the editing there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you've done solo shows. I did a lot of solo shows for uh, not as many tech fans. In fact, I don't know if I've done a solo show on Tech Fan. Hmm. I used to do them all the time as part of OWC Radio. Yeah. Um, so I'm used to the solo show. But I, I like the conversation that we have here, David. I really do. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fun. I like it when we disagree, and I also like it when we get that I don't know indignation that we just had about the t s a pat down yeah <laughs> that's yeah. i you know I enjoy it, but I also enjoy talking about rumors a little bit, not so much the Apple rumors because it's just tired, but yeah. the big rumor going around right now, oh and by the way, feedback is uh you can either send it to tim at mymac dot com or what are you, are you is it david cohen at yeah, my david Mac? Cohen at yeah my, david Cohen at mymac cohen yeah. is c o h n by the way C-O-H-E-N. what I say? You said C-O-H-N. Oh. See, I'm just retarded. That's the problem. <laughs> I know that's not the politically correct thing to say. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I really don't. Um, the report is Nintendo is going to release a brand new gaming system that's going to be backwards compatible with the Wii. That's. What, i got to give it up to Nintendo on this, David. They're very good at... Giving you backwards compatibility.
1: Yeah, they always have. I mean, going pretty much everything they've done for the last eight, ten I years. I mean when they is... went to
0: car- when they moved away from carts, then obviously you, you couldn't play your cart based game on, you know, the GameCube. But you know, the handhelds, they were compatible forever. I mean, if you bought the first I don't know, handheld gaming system for Nintendo, you could use that sucker for ten years and three systems. I mean, it was amazing.
1: Yeah, it's only the uh, very latest um DSI that's uh, DSi XL, I think that's dropped the um, the
0: the game the, the port for the previous uh, Game Boy Advance games and yeah, you, there does come a point where you got to say look if, if you want to play the old systems go up to eBay and <laughs> buy it there but yeah yeah you, I mean Apples kind of the poster child of leaving technology behind to move forward and I think that game companies could do a lot to to learn from that. But by the same token, the Wii is not—I don't consider the Wii an old system at this point. And if they came out no. with something brand new and all my Wii games don't work on it, I'd be a little hacked off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, bearing in mind that um, you know it's expected this machine is going to have better performance, better specification than the than the existing Wii, then you would expect it shouldn't be too hard to uh,
0: architecturally allow the older games to work with it. Now, one of the rumors is it's finally going to be HD compatible. To which I say, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine a new gaming system coming out in 2011 that wouldn't have HD graphics. I mean, it, yeah.
1: I'd, look, I think I think Nintendo are very. Uh, they're very good at at not getting into that kind of um, horse race. The ho- yeah, exactly. The arms race of, of specs. You know, and and the Wii itself was a real departure because they focused very much on control methods and not so much on the uh, on the core um, hardware specs. But obviously, at this point, uh, I mean, you can get a, a five dollar chips graphics chipset that will easily run HD video. So um, it does. It wouldn't make sense for them not to do that, bearing in mind that uh, that most people are, are, are kind of moving towards HD TVs now.
0: Now, the other report says it's either going to be, A, as powerful as the current Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, or more powerful. I'm really hoping for the latter, because, quite honestly, the the 360 and the PS3 are kind of hitting their ceiling as far as what they can really do graphically with games. I've ha- I have games occasionally start to stutter on me a little bit on both systems.
1: Yeah, that's... Um you know that's uh, it's i think it's unfortunate that that some game developers allow the games to go out in that condition i agree um, you know to me <laughs> don't lay on the eye candy uh so much that it's going to cause your game to stutter it a smart programmer should be able to manage that um and kind of take away stuff that you're not really noticing if if you're in the middle of an, an intense action scene stuttering is is not great at all mm-hmm. um but but obviously, you know, the Wii is, is certainly graphically well behind the curve nowadays, and it kind of has that, um, it does have that kind of old-school type, type yeah, of graphics. Yeah, I would say policy. a little like antiquated at this point. Yeah, just because it's, it's, you know, games have moved in this direction where they're very much, um, you know, they have kind of this kind of
0: realistic sheen to them, and the Wii just isn't capable of delivering that, really. We're, we're um, at the point now where we expect nicer-looking graphics. You know, and then you yeah, see that's... some of the stuff. But here here's my question. Now I know that the Wii gets a little bit of play in your house. Your son plays it still. Yeah. Um yeah. here at my house, my daughter recently has been playing with the Wii. Um honestly, mostly it's not even so much games, it's she keeps messing with the little Wii guys. The, the Wii. Right. And making different ones. Hey, this one's you, Daddy. Oh cool. Um I don't know. I I I've read a lot of reports from game developers who pretty much gave up on the Wii because they just weren't selling very many games on the Wii. The only stuff that was selling really good on the Wii was the Nintendo produced games themselves. Yeah. Um, what do you think that Nintendo really needs to do better this time around to to help software sales on their site? Because, look, when the f- before the Wii actually came out, I remember reading all these reports that you were going to be able to get on the Wii and download and play these older games. And that was very exciting to me. But And they did it, but they kind of did it half-assed. Yeah. You know, it was one or two games a week, if that. There was times that there was none. It was games that no one gave a crap about. Uh, and it took a long time for the good stuff to finally show up, at which point I pretty much gave up on the system anyways. Uh, I hated the control scheme. I hated the the Wii Wand. I absolutely hate it. Um, yeah. It worked good for a few games, but it was a gimmick. It was great for bowling and baseball and tennis, but it was terrible when it came to, like, Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World. I, it was terrible. You wanted that game controller. You know, you get tired playing Super Mario Sunshine or whatever the hell it was. After five minutes, you're like, ugh. My arm's going to fall off here in a second. This is yeah. terrible. Um, I think they're going to stick with this type of technology, though, even though I think most people don't like it.
1: Well, it, I mean, it has its place. It's, it's, you know, it's those a party type. Yeah, those party-type games are great. I think they're bound to go more in the, um, in the kind of physical dimension because of the success of the Kinect. Even though I'm sure that that you know, like many Wii consoles, plenty of people have bought the Connect and use it for a few weeks and then stop using it again.
0: Or they um, only use it for one or two things, like you know, yeah. the animals thing and a couple other things, and that's it. And then they go back to using the the regular controller when they're going to play Halo Four or whatever.
1: I I I think Nintendo is is pretty good at having an idea of where they want to go, though. So I'm sure whichever. Uh, whichever direction they take it they will uh, you know they i mean the, Nintendo are one of the more in- innovative hardware companies out there and they're prepared to take risks i mean look at the 3DS yeah uh you know i mean a, a tremendous gamble um and uh, it remains to be seen whether it's really going to pay off or not but um you know from a technical point of view it's incredibly impressive i mean it really does work it does um, and and yeah, i haven't used one but it, from what people told me that it's pretty cool I, I saw one in airport a few weeks ago, and um, I was—you you do have to get your your head in just the right position, and it was helped in the airport the fact the the console was was kind of bolted to a desk. But the um, the three Ds really is quite quite amazing, and completely without glasses. I mean, the depth is really there. I think you know the the concept is slightly compromised by a lot of these other problems in terms of uh, battery life and. Um, you know the fact that we use it for a long time. Some people get headaches and that sort of thing. So you know it's not necessarily 100 percent there. But but you know incredibly gutsy move to make to take their their biggest you know one of their biggest selling products and and take it in that direction. And I'm sure they'll do the same with the Wii. I hope um, so. I hope so. You know because the biggest
0: problem with with the 3ds and all those handheld gaming systems is quite honestly the iOS. More and more yeah. people are buying that for a gaming machine whether it's an iPad or an iPod Touch, and they're not buying the latest from Nintendo. I think they'll have good initial sales, but I think a year from now, people will look back and think the 3DS was, well, eh, it's kind of a failure. It's We're yeah. really not there for 3D. And I think that there's a huge backlash against 3D in general right now. I have a huge backlash against 3D right now. I hate it. I'm sick of it.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm not... I'm not certainly not interested in it in the home, and and uh, I'm not interested in paying more for three D movies either in the uh, in the cinema.
0: So uh, so it's not it's not such a big thing for me either. Going to be honest, but I, you know I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. Will I buy it? It's it, you know I feel like I got kind of got burned with the with the Wii. I really do. Um, I bought the Wii the day it came out, um, yeah. and I think I've told that story how I just happened to go by Target, saw the line, thought oh what the hell I'll try it. And uh, I got one on day of release. And I was very proud of myself. I was very excited. And that excitement wore off very, very quickly. And it was regulated to where I have my computer room now, the office, where my old uh, television is. It's HD, but it's, it's a tube TV. I mean, it's, it's an older one. yeah. Uh, first generation HD TV. But you can still do standard definition on it. And the Wii works fine on it. In fact, on that television is the Wii the original Xbox, and the PS2. And my daughter plays games on it all the time. She would rather be playing it in the living room, but, you know, we're watching TV, and sorry you don't get to play on the PS3 right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But honestly, when a new game comes out, and if it comes out on all three platforms, I don't even consider the Wii a viable option. I don't even consider it. Because the the graphics are crappier. There's... the the controls are horrible. They don't make a uh, a controller that works as well as the PS3 or the Xbox 360 controller is. It's just it's yeah, a but, terrible system. But that's probably a, a facet
1: of the type of games you want to play as well, though. No, I, no, no, I no, no, I, no,
0: no, 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 not at all. Not at all. I'm huh? talking about Lego Star Wars here. Right. And you okay. compare it with those two systems, compare it to the Wii. There's no comparison. It looks so much better on the other ones. Yeah. And it's easier to control with the other ones. You don't, You know, Nintendo had that little... Gamepad that they came out that you plug into the bottom of a nunchuck. It mm-hmm. was a terrible thing. It was it was horrible. Yeah, I,
1: I think the advantage Nintendo has is that there, there's a certain sector of the market who trusts them to deliver games that are kind of family friendly and that they can you can leave your kids playing and not worry about. Um, and that uh, that's that. probably you know and and that's one of the reasons that that we got a Wii. I mean, I have an Xbox 360, but it's in my office. So it's I, I'm the only one who uses it. Because uh my wife wouldn't let us have it on the main TV with the sort of sort of games that, that are on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um they're not the sort of things that, that either of us want our kids to play at this point. So uh the the Wii has that advantage is that, you know, it's something you can trust. Um and so I think there's a certain section of the market, it's the only console they buy because it's a it's a, a you know, kind of like a kid's console. Um I think that will help boy them and I think also whatever they develop in terms of um, you know, new technology for uh, tracking and that sort of thing will probably help them as well. So, I think I think whatever they come out with will be a success. I think it will have a shorter tail than maybe the Xbox and the PS3 have. Yeah. Um, and um, well,
0: the Wii you know, is pulling fe-
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, but but I think that's probably Nintendo are fairly comfortable with that strategy.
0: I wish Nintendo you know? would abandon the home console market altogether and concentrate on games and release their games on all the other platforms. How great it would it be to be able to play Mario on an iOS device or your Xbox 360. I wish they would do that.
1: Or at least uh, yeah, or at I, least I, release I
0: th- older games for these other systems.
1: I think they I think their business though does rely on a certain amount of synergy between their yeah. hardware and their software. I agree. Um, you know, and um so and they, they have the you same, know- same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they they well yeah, but I I think Sega is very much a shadow of its former self since they went
0: oh, yeah, no to question. software
1: only. You know, I think a lot of their product nowadays is pretty poor. So, um you know, and Nintendo's obviously got some fantastic character
0: brands. Uh probably uh, the most iconic video game characters of all time. Exactly. And um
1: you know, they, I think I think ultimately they're working for it, things are working for them at the moment. So I don't see why they should necessarily adjust their strategy too radically. But I'm we'll see. looking
0: forward to seeing what they come out with. I hope that I'll be spending money on it. I hope it's that yeah. good that I'm going to go. Oh yeah, I'm going to get that. But with my experiences with the Wii, it, it better be something spectacular because, quite honestly, the the Wii burned me out of being a fan of Nintendo's products. Mm-hmm. It was, they all, and, and I put the 3DS in here too. It's just gimmicky crap at this point. Give me core gameplay that's really fun to play, and I'll buy your system. If you don't, I won't. Yeah. So with that, David, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Again, we'd love to hear feedback from the listeners out there. It's uh, feedback at com. That's kind of the general one. If you want to send it directly to me, it's Tim at com. David is is uh david b cohen and uh, you're on twitter, twitter. Yeah, yeah that's that's the twitter one the david b cohen yeah. Uh, yeah. i am at my mac and uh yeah we'd love to hear feedback from you guys if you guys send us audio feedback we'll play it right here on the show just record it on your iphone and email it to us that's the easiest way of doing it uh yeah. you can call our role. you could call our skype number but um for the life of me i can't remember what it is right now do you remember what our skype number is uh, no. No, you don't remember. Neither do I. Uh, let me look It has here. numbers in it. It has numbers in it. Um, not finding it. <laughs> That's pretty sad when I can't remember. We're that. professional, we, we are. are. We are, absolutely. Um, well, I usually have it handy, but here's the problem. I, I'm missing some of my notes in Evernote. It's, it deleted a bunch of my notes. That's a That's bad a thing. thing. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm just not finding the notes. Oh well.
1: Well, I've, I've <laughs> just typed I've just typed Skype number my Mac into Google, and uh-huh. I'm getting a whole load of things saying discussion Skype on my Mac versus Skype on my PC.
0: <laughs> you would think
1: it's it's got to be here. In uh, here we go. 436 seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. That's not it. No, that, that's, the that's the my, my, Mac, the my Mac one.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, call that well, one. Call, and them, give Guy call them and a- complain about us. Uh, let's see. I, I'm getting a notice that my uh, my online Skype number expires uh. in five days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so call quickly. <laughs> yeah, you might want to call it pretty quick because. Uh, well, let's see. You know what? We never talk about this on the show. So uh, let's see how much it costs. Uh, let me sign into Skype, and uh, you have to do this on the website. And that was the. Uh, uh, uh that one? I, I might have forgot my password. <laughs> uh looks like I forgot my password. I have no wow. idea how to Oh wait a minute. Looks like it took that one. Um uh, Yeah, okay, here it is. <laughs> Your recent calls. No, I don't care about my recent calls. What's my freaking number? <laughs> Online number. Oh, here it is. I found it, David. It expires on cool. April 20th. <laughs> How much does it cost? Buy more credits. Uh, here's a phone number, by the way. It's 801 938 5559. The sad part is, I've had that for like three years. <laughs> that used to be the MyMax show number. Then I used it. I took it with me over to OWC. And then when yeah. I quit OWC, they wanted the number. And I was like, no, that's my number. Sorry. so i took it here to to tech fan and
1: uh you took it so you could forget about it
0: i I completely forgot well how often do i actually mention our phone number on here it's it's not very often no okay select a skype credit no i don't want skype credit i want to i already got like what do i got i've got 1408 in skype credit so that's so like i want to use skype to call somebody uh, but i never use that it's
1: reason. uh well it's certainly in the uh, over here it's fifteen euro for three months for an
0: online number oh that's well, I it don't is know how much you... yeah I've still got the fourteen oh eight credit balance but that's for outgoing calls only so three months subscription is eighteen dollars uh twelve months is sixty dollars so it's cheaper to go for the sixty dollar but you know what I'm just going to go eighteen dollars I'm going to click buy now via PayPal. So this way, anybody who calls 801-938-5559 will actually be able to leave a message. <laughs> After all that? After all that. So I'll put in my... That, and uh, there. We are renewed for the next three months, David. We're golden. Phew. <laughs> Wipe that, that sweat from your brow. Yeah, When's the last in... time you had
1: a call on that number?
0: Oh, God. I don't even know. I, because we we never talk about it. We never say, "Hey, here's our number. Call this yeah. number." No, I, I right. throw it you, out there occasionally, but I'm not very often. You, you remember when the MyMac guys started really pimping their number, and I saw, I crank called them. Yes, that was so <laughs> funny. And they were uh, the first time they were like, "I think this is David Cohen." I'm not sure. Well, no,
1: Gaz Gaz got it straight away. Right, but, but the guy, guy didn't. Guy wasn't sure.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah. that it was funny. It, I heard it and I immediately recognized. it. I'm like, "Oh, that's of yeah. course that's David Cohen." <laughs> <laughs> but I can understand why somebody might because you you had this like faux weird accent that you were trying to, and yeah. it, it, it didn't work at all. But it was still funny.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, I, yeah, because I thought I didn't want to make it too good because I thought they might really take it seriously. That's right. Bearing in mind, it was
0: I was threatening them with legal action. <laughs> yes. Um if you want to uh leave a message on Skype uh our Skype Skype number is mymac.com. So that is my username on Skype. If you add me and you can literally send a message via Skype, it's mymac.com or again the <laughs> the phone number is 1 for the area co- for the uh country code 801-938 Five 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 nine. So call it, leave us a message because I just spent eighteen dollars for the damn thing. (laughs) 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 Make it an eighteen dollars worth of a message for me. I'd appreciate it a whole lot. And we'll play it on the either next week's show or the show after. Depends on how soon someone actually calls and leaves a number or leaves a message. So, okay, that's our show, David. It was fun. It was good to speak to you. Yeah, it can't wait to next week, and uh, we'll get back to some guests here. But I think you know this week and next week, just David and I. And um, there's going to be uh, at least two shows in a row the end of this month, April, and the beginning of May that David will be doing solo. So maybe David will bring someone else on him on that show, those shows. Uh, I'll be in San Jose, California, on one of them, and whining and dining another guy on another show. So. It's not a date. It's not a date. (laughs) (laughs) So, David, with that, we're going to wrap up the show. We'll see everyone next week.